Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today I'm joined by a very special guest who's been here before. He is the number one most important person in my life who I love so much, my fiance, Brendan Wheeler. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of course. So today we are going to be chatting and sharing with you guys some of the strategies that we have used to strengthen our relationship. Because we've had a really good relationship basically since day one when we met. But lately, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, it's the best best it's been for sure. And we've, I think honestly, we've had such a good connection since literally like the first day or two weeks into meeting. But there are some things that we've really had to work at. Because we are, even though we have a ton of similarities and a ton of similar interests, we're very different people in a lot of ways. And as you guys know, at the beginning of most relationships, it's usually pretty good. And you have the honeymoon stage or whatever you want to call it. But we've been together for about four years now. And it's continued to get better and better. But having said that, we have really had to work at certain things. And as we've talked about before, one big thing in our relationship that has been mind-blowing in a sense for me, and I think for you as well, is the concept of like having an argument and not just turning into a massive fight for a week or just not having to like give in and like feel like shit and actually being able to come to a reasonable agreement and actually make a compromise that works for both of us, where one of us doesn't feel like the other one won, where we actually both feel like we're satisfied with the outcome and we both put in the effort to solve it. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we'll we'll have a discussion and we settle on the fact that we disagree. Neither one of us are, I guess, correct. And we kind of just disagree with each other and we just as long as we're okay with it, we move on and it, it works from there, right? As long as it's obviously something we talk about and yeah, it seems to work. Yeah, and one of the big pieces of advice that I think we would both give, you can share your piece as well, mm-hmm. to anyone who's like dating. Now, again, we're not dating experts, but again, we have a great relationship and if anyone can take any value from this, of course, that's what we're... If you're dating around or looking for a serious relationship... One thing we did was we really took our time getting to know each other. And I don't mean as in like didn't hang out very much. Just when we, the first, what, like four months really that we, since we met, we did a lot of activities together. We didn't watch a single second of TV. That was kind of our thing. Cause when I met you, I was like against TV. Do you remember? We kind of turned it into, we kind of got stubborn with it and just tried to push it as long as we could, but it worked out really well. So we didn't do Netflix and chill. We didn't do any of that stupid shit because you guys know I don't like TV to begin with. And that's when I was like really against it. And he was on the same page as me. And there was also like no hockey or anything because it was COVID. So you had no issue. (laughs) And we literally, we went for drives. 
You taught me how to drive standard. We went for walks, kayaking. Bike rides. Playing squash, playing sports, playing tennis. What else? We went to the gym when it finally opened again. Yeah. Um, Mostly just driving around though. Yeah. Grabbing a coffee and cruising around town, just chatting, right? And we played games. Remember, we'd play like crib and I would beat you and we'd play cards and I would beat you. (laughs) (laughs) So we literally did not waste a second of time actually getting to know each other. And I truly think that that built a really good foundation. Yep, it did. Absolutely. And I think the reason why is because in, in conventional dating, from my experience and from what I know, there might be differences, but most people just kind of like either don't hang out a lot. And when they do, they just watch TV. And they feel like they know the person, but they don't really know them. And then they get like hooked and committed into this relationship that they don't really truly know the person. Six months goes by and then you feel invested when you're finally, these things are popping up. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that about you. Oh, but you built this story in your head about how great this person is when you don't actually know that person. Yeah. And I think that's one of my things in previous relationships. And even beforehand, people would be like, oh, Christina, you're so amazing. Like these guys, would say that to me and like, oh, I love you. I love everything about you. And I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, you literally don't know me. We've spent like a couple hours together and it was watching a TV show. Like, you cannot love me or like me even because you don't actually know me. But I felt like we really deeply got to know each other quite early on. Yeah, it was like I said, mostly just spending time together, driving around, hanging out and just chatting, right? Asking questions and it was kind of fun. And... Of course, fitness has been a huge thing for us. Obviously, fitness is my life. And I know that you, obviously, when you met me, it accelerated like crazy, but you were really just starting to get serious about the gym and fitness and nutrition kind of shortly before we met, right? Yep. Yeah. So I got my my very first gym membership, I think was around 2012, but I, I signed up for a year and I probably went six, seven times, like barely used it. And then around 20... 14, 2015, I just started started slowly getting to the gym with a few of the guys I work with, kind of just helping helping push me to the gym and learning how to do some things. And then, it, yeah, I was interested in it, but it was kind of slow going and didn't really know what I was doing. And then about, yeah, 12 to 18 months before I met you was kind of when I started taking it serious and following a bit of a meal plan and actually following a bit of, bit of structure in the gym and kind of having a goal. Yeah. And something that you'll know if you're a client of mine, like I always talk about how when you start improving your fitness and improving your physique and building confidence in your body and confidence in yourself and confidence in your ability to push yourself, every single aspect of your life improves. Like I've never had a client who hasn't gotten in better shape and been like, oh yeah, but like everything else sucks. Like it's just, it doesn't work that way. Like fitness and working hard for your physique is something that you cannot take away from someone. And we were talking about this the other day about how it really correlated. Like I know you were successful beforehand, but like when you started taking your fitness seriously, opportunities started like becoming more abundant. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's a confidence thing, right? You get in the gym and you start working out and you you don't need to see, you know, a complete 180 and change. You don't need to all of a sudden be you know, a ton of muscle and completely lean and jacked, even just getting to the gym every day and pushing yourself to, to be disciplined enough to follow a meal plan and go to the gym. I, f- I feel like it just gives you the confidence that you feel like you're, I don't know, I don't want to say worth more, but feels like you, you can do so much more like your self-worth improves. Yeah. Just starting out at the gym, it feels like if you could do two days a week, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of nice. But then when you get really into it and 
you don't want to miss a day and you're committed and you're going every day. And then obviously you start feeling better about how your body looks and you start feeling better just in general. It just gives you more confidence on a a day-to-day basis with everything, whether it be in relationships at work with your kids, with friends, everything. It just makes, makes you more confident in everything you do. I feel anyway. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so we've basically been doing like four-year bulk for you. Uh, like I know we did a bit of a cut a while back, but it wasn't a serious cut. I guess you could say it was more of just a bit of a diet, but like you've always wanted to build muscle. That's been like your primary goal since we met, which I would say you've done very well at Well, his legs grow. Like it's insane. Like your legs have grown like four inches since we met and they were already massive when we met. Yeah. My legs have no problem growing. That's like my dream life. (laughs) But this year, like your upper body has had some really good growth as well. And we just started, not just, but it's been how many weeks now? Four weeks? Almost four, about three and a half weeks. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, I think it's more yeah. than that. I think it's four. So yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, because it was the week before we went to BC. We started, remember? So we're going to Mexico in three weeks. So Brendan started his cut four weeks ago. and. He's killing it. I'll let him talk about it, but he's killing it. Like he's been as dialed in as I was on my prep. Of course, it's not as strict as a prep diet, but he's been 100% on point, has not missed a gram, has not added a gram of food. Like he has been on point and I'm super impressed. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually honestly way easier than I thought it would be. It's, it's going really well. The first three days were tough, I won't lie. Cause I went from like a bulk where I was eating a ton of food and it was so good. And extras too. And extra food. Yeah. All kinds of extra stuff. But yeah, when I started the cut, the first couple of days, just adjusting to it was a little bit difficult. Like I felt a little hungry, but yeah, now that we're, we're four weeks into it, honestly, like I, I don't want to say I'm having a hard job eating all my meals, but like I got a time I'm right. Or I'm like, I'm not, I'm not hungry at all throughout the day. And, and like, how good is the food? Oh, it's the same stuff I eat. It's just a little bit a little bit less. And obviously I don't add the extra stuff with like when I was balking, I was throwing in like a few like tortilla chips with like some, some queso cheese and stuff like that. (laughs) And obviously we cut all that stuff out, right? But it's the same food I always eat anyway. It's like how delicious is it? Oh, it's so good. And you can do, we add seasonings and burger bowls with stuff. And every day we literally talk about how crazy people are for eating shit food. Like the food we eat is so delicious. And it is so healthy and so clean. And we're both cutting right now and we're both losing weight. And we eat like kings and queens. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. The food we eat is fucking delicious. And we save so much money. I keep saying that every podcast we do, I think. But we save so much money by being on a meal plan. It's crazy how cheap it is to eat healthy. Like if you are trying to lose weight and you're not eating delicious food, you are doing it wrong. It's the truth. Like, Every meal is so delicious. There are those people out there and I have clients like this who are just very, very picky. And like, if you're extremely picky, yeah, it might be a little more challenging. But if you're averagely picky or not picky at all, we like when we make those like burger bowls. Yeah, those are good. Oh my God. They're so delicious. They taste better than any burger I've ever had. And I love burgers. And like, you can lose weight. Yes, if you're like prepping for a show, you have to obviously be pretty, pretty strict and clean with your food. But even in my prep, I still ate really good basically the whole time. You just have to know what to put together. Yeah, obviously having having guidance is huge too, right? But no one no one when 
when or how much to eat, I guess, more so than anything, knowing how much, how much each meal and to portion, how to portion, portion, yeah, yeah. portion sizes. And then what, when to eat it throughout the day, if you time it right, like it's, we get up in the morning. Now we go to the gym first thing, drop the kids off to school or like today we didn't have the kids. So we went straight down to the gym. Then we come home and have breakfast together, mm-hmm. which is my favorite part of the day. Like I love it. My breakfast is huge, like massive breakfast. And then I get three more meals besides that. So like, I'm definitely not hungry throughout today. And I think I'm down just over 14 pounds now in the four weeks. Yeah. Yep. He's killing it. He's down 14 and I'm down what? Like four. (laughs) (laughs) I had, I had a little more wiggle room there. I had a little bit to lose. Yeah. So anyways, a couple of things that, that we've really been working on lately, and we will backtrack a little bit to give you guys some more practical strategies. But when we booked our trip to Mexico, we booked it nine weeks out from our trip. And we kind of made like a little pact, like not official, but like a little agreement that we were really going to work on ourselves and ourselves together collectively for those nine weeks to just feel our absolute best and kind of most connected going into that trip. So a few things that we did, well, one was we started eating breakfast together every single day. Obviously, Brendan works shift work, so it's not like we eat perfectly at the same time every single day, but we eat our breakfast meal together every day. Either it's going to be when he like wakes up from sleeping or whatever, right? Though, but we eat our breakfast every day. We try to eat all of our meals, our main meals together. So obviously I'm usually working during the day. So we don't eat like lunch, but we try to eat together. And if the kids are with us, we try to eat with them at least one meal with them as well. The biggest thing that I think has made a huge difference on our connection and our fitness is cutting TV back out of our life. Yep. So we've never really been into TV, but if you guys have been listening to the podcast for quite a while, you will have heard me talk about how when we first met in 2020, we didn't watch any TV. 2021, I don't think we watched any either. I think it was 2022 where I started to watch a little bit of TV. That's when I had my injury. That's right, yeah. And I had like a surgery that year. And then what else happened? There was a few things where we were sick and it was just like, just kind of had to watch TV because what else we're going to do? We're laying in bed. (laughs) It was just like a stressful year. And we started kind of watching it. You even kind of pushed me to watch it a little bit just to like decompress my brain because I was really stressed out in like 2022. If you guys caught the podcast a couple of weeks back, I kind of talked about my life over the last like eight years and how 2022 was like particularly stressful. So I started watching TV again, but we never, like we're not TV addicts by any means, but we kind of just got complacent to watching like a couple episodes each night on average. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We just, I think the biggest thing with that is we, we intend on watching 30 minutes of TV and then you would fall asleep. I'd fall asleep. (laughs) You'd watch an extra 20 or I couldn't sleep. So I'd watch an extra half an hour and just kind of, basically we were just hurting ourselves on the sleep end of things. Right. Exactly. So we cut TV out at night. We've also been really much more limited with our phones. I don't think that was even like, we didn't talk about that, but we've been off our phones a lot more than normal. One, obviously, because you sold your business. Yeah. So like we both work, we both have businesses and we both work from our phone a lot, but you not working from your phone, I think has allowed me to like also not be on my phone as much because you're not on your phone as much. But we've also got such better sleeps. Oh my God. It is like crazy. Yeah, we're, we're a lot better now at trying to stick to a schedule. And I feel like, well, obviously the, the kids are up early every day with hockey and school and all that stuff. But even even when the kids don't have things going on, we always set an alarm to try and wake up early in the morning to start our day at the same time. So that way it kind of keeps us on that same schedule, right? Because yep. 
you end up sleeping until 9.30 one morning, then that night you're going to be wide awake still at, at midnight, right? But we, we've been doing really good with the scheduling. But the thing, you guys, like if you watch TV at night, cut it out. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. I'm not even going to tell you like, oh, don't cut it out. Like, fucking cut it out. Because I actually go to bed at night now and I'm tired at nine o'clock. Yeah, we've been, it's, it's way better. And I, like, I feel like I'm ready to go to sleep. As opposed to when I was used to watching, even if it was only 20 minutes of TV at night, I'm like awake. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to sleep yet. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. Your humans are not meant to watch TV. What the fuck is that about? Well, look at a screen before you go to bed. It's so stupid. Cut it out. If you're my client, fucking cut out the TV, okay? And if you're one of Brendan's friends or my friends, like, what are you guys doing? This is the best. That's probably the biggest piece of advice I could give anyone is stop watching TV. Yeah, and to go with that too, even, even taking your phone to bed with you, we throw ours on the like on the table on the other side of the room, set our alarm, put it on the charger, and then we just sit in bed basically and just chat and already go to sleep, right? It's no phone, no TV. It's kind of nice. It's just, it's too easy to get distracted. And then your brain starts going and you can't it's turn it off. It's really nice too, because I feel like we got a really good connection, like just being in bed together. Like, I love it. So another thing, this isn't something that we planned either, but something we've just kind of always been open with is our phones. Yeah. Again, as noted, we both do and used to work from our phone quite a bit, but like we have a very open open phone policy. You want to speak about that for a minute? Yeah, it's actually, we were just, I was chatting about this with some coworkers last week, actually. And we were saying how, how nice it is to be in a relationship with someone where like, I encourage you anytime you're curious to go on my phone and look through it, look through anything you want. I could not care less. You know, the password, my phone, I know the password, yours. I couldn't care less to look at yours. You couldn't care less to look at mine, but it's there. And I just, I think that's a, I think it's a good way to build trust. Cause I feel like with cell phones nowadays, it's too easy to hide stuff. And you like mm-hmm. subconsciously, if, if your partner is always hiding their phone or you see people like always, like they change their passwords all the time, it's, you, you kind of feel like there's trust being lost in there somewhere. Right. But but yeah, for us, we've always had that from the beginning too. And I've always told you like, you can go on my phone and look at whatever you want. Just don't make fun of the dumb shit I look up. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, whatever I have looked on his phone, it's like hockey facts from 1924. <laughs> like, oh my God. But no, seriously, because, and as you guys know, like I am not a super trusting person. It takes a long time to build my trust. Even with us, like I, w- I wasn't super open right away. I wasn't super trusting right away. Yep. I'm a very reserved, closed off person naturally. But every other relationship I've been in, and I'm not blaming the other person, it's partly my own self as well, then. But like, I did not fucking trust them for a second. Like, if something suspicious came on their phone, it put me on like high alert. I was like on edge about it. And like, most often, not all of them, but like, they were not down with me being like looking at what that was. Right. Yep. Um, so, I don't even have that even thought in my head about you. Like the other day we had this conversation. That's why this came up was we were at my mom's house and he was upstairs or something. And I was downstairs and some text messages started popping up on his phone. I like glanced at it and I was like, oh, I don't even want to, I don't even care who that is. (laughs) And I was like, that's so interesting. Cause in the past I would be like, oh, who's that? Like, you know, but like, oh my God, I don't even want to look at your phone. And you, I know you don't want to look at mine because it's full of like, work stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not not very interesting, that's for sure. But no, it's trust is huge in a relationship, obviously. Even in anything, in friendship, in business, and everything, trust is obviously huge, right? But trust is something that constantly has to be worked on, and it only takes a second to lose it. And once it's gone, it's never back. 
So I think for us, like we've always been very, very open with everything. Even if, if you do something that bothers me or I do something that bothers you, at least we, we talk about it and we communicate. And sometimes it's like, Hey, you're just being kind of weird, right? It's, it's not that big a deal, but brings it back to communication. If you, you talk about stuff and you don't just let it go, it seems to help us anyway. Yeah. That kind of brings us to the next strategy. And I mean, simply put, it's communication, but I kind of want to dive into that one deeper because that was a huge thing for us. We've always been very open with communication. We've always communicated very well. Again, our personalities go really well together. I am, quote unquote, a really boring person, but I'm not boring to you, am I? No, not at all. Like, how fun am I? Because you were talking about this the other day. Tell, tell them how fun I am. <laughs> Seriously. We have a ton of fun. I love everything we do. It's, it's a blast. We, we have a lot of things in common that we, that we like to do, but yeah, I don't know. We, we have fun with everything. Like, we're always laughing and joking and like, we don't take things too serious, but... No, laughing with you is the literal best thing. I yeah. love it. But yeah, communication. We always communicated well, but what was kind of happening for us... And again, we were both... And we're still very busy. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying we were busy. We're still busy. But there was a time where both of our businesses were like booming. And even when I was prepping, it wasn't as much when I was prepping, I think, but I was super busy with fitness. You were super busy with the kids and fitness and your business and your job. And I was busy with everything. And I think because of the overwhelm in our brain and our house and everything, like the communication wasn't as strong as it could be. And it was, it wasn't like we weren't communicating about things, but we were interpreting things wrong. And that was probably the only struggle we've ever had in a relationship. And it wasn't detrimental, but it was frustrating for both of us. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like our, both of our stress levels were probably at the highest at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like when we had an issue, minor or not, I feel like when we had an issue, it's almost me personally, I almost didn't have the energy to communicate properly, I guess. It was more like if I had an issue, I'd still bring it up. But then whatever your answer was, I'd just kind of have the attitude of like, well, whatever. And just kind of like drop it because I'm like, I don't have the energy to argue tonight or go back and forth kind of thing. But I think that's more attributed to how much stress we were both under that, that time in our lives, right? But once we got back to communicating better and sitting down and like actually talking about the issues we had, it seemed to to work out a lot better, especially when you can, like I said, you would say things and I would take it a different way and then I would get upset. And then that was literally would- the issue. That was the actual issue was I, this was like mind blowing to me though. Like I didn't know. And you actually like said it for me. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't actually hear a difference. The way that I was saying something, he was interpreting it the way that I truly didn't mean it. And then he was upset about that, which is fair enough but I didn't mean it that way. And I truly didn't understand. That was what like blew my mind the most was like when we did communicate about it, I'm like, I truly don't understand what you're saying. Like, I do not understand it. And like the lesson from that, you guys, is like, you can't, sometimes you can both be right or you can both be wrong or one of you can be right and one of you can be wrong, but it's all in the perception of what the other person is interpreting. Because I could say something and truly mean it from a good place. But if my partner doesn't 
interpret it that way, it really doesn't matter how good my intention was or not because it wasn't perceived or it wasn't like internalized in the way that it was meant. And for me, that was so frustrating because he was upset at me when I felt like it was so unjustified. And then I would argue about that. I'd be like, no, you're wrong because of this. And he'd be like, no, it doesn't matter because this is how I took it. And I'm like, well, why did you take it that way? And it was just like, it wasn't even the concept at that point that we were arguing about. It was like how each other interpreted it. Literally the communication. It was just how we communicated, I guess. But you have to be willing to work on yourself. And like, I went into this relationship and I think you went in similarly, but I like significantly went into this relationship with the mindset of like, I'm not changing who I am for anyone ever again in my life because I did that way too much in the past and it was horrible. But when you find someone who you can grow with and connect with and like truly love, you have to be willing to grow as a person. And me just being like, oh, this is how I talk. So you need to figure it out and interpret it right isn't fair. So like I, well, I'm also a crazy person and I like learn everything, but like, I went and I learned about personalities. And if you're my client, I've been talking about this a lot in our group and stuff, but like I learned about personalities. I learned about different perceptions and different perspectives on the world and subconscious and like how people can interpret things differently based on different things about them. And like, I realized that like most people probably, and I know that they don't think the same way that I do. And that's really unfair for me to assume that the rest of the world is interpreting something the way that I mean it. Because now I realize they're probably not. Yeah, and that was actually it was actually I thought that was really cool that you did that because you didn't tell me you were you were doing any of that. We kind of just had that talk where like, hey, I'm not fully understanding why you're saying it the way you are. You're not fully understanding it. And then like a week went by and you came you came home from from work from the office and we sat you sat down and you're like, Hey, I've been doing some research. This is what I've learned. And I thought that was pretty cool because you obviously put quite a bit of effort into that. If you know, five, six days later you came back and you're like, This is what I learned. And then we sat down and we discussed why. Not just this is why I or this is what I'm doing. It's why this is why I'm doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And then it made a lot more sense for me, but it also made more sense for you the way we communicated, right? So then we kind of changed up a few things, and and obviously it's it's been. I think that was kind of the like you said the biggest the biggest hurdle we had was just the communication backbone, how I was interpreting what you were saying, how you were interpreting what I was saying. We were saying the right things, but for some reason it just wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't clicking with each other. But yeah, and like one thing for my personality type that I know is very unusual, but like, I don't really, I'm a very like transactional person. And like, I don't associate a lot of emotion with a lot of things. So when it's like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, I don't really know. It's like, well, you should be upset or you should be happy about it. I'm like, well, I need to like figure that out. Like, I don't know. I can't just tell you I'm happy or I'm not happy right now. Like, I don't know. I need to figure that out. And it's like, how do you not know if you're happy or sad kind of thing. But like, sometimes I don't, but like, he didn't understand that. And I didn't understand that he doesn't process emotions that way. And even like, if I'm like, oh, I did this, can you do that? He didn't understand that, or I'm not speaking for you now, but like, I felt like you didn't understand that that's just like how my brain works. It wasn't like, oh, because I did this, you have to do that for me. It's just to me, it's like, oh, like that makes sense. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's just how you, how you process things, I guess. So we learned that we process things differently, but I think since figuring that out and implementing it, it's been a lot better. And I will say that was mainly like me that needed to change things. But I feel like you understand me a lot better. Yep, absolutely. Anything else on communication? I think honestly, the biggest thing with communication is just like a lot of people don't like conflict, whether it's 
with friends, coworkers, your spouse, whatever it is. But conflict is good. You need to embrace conflict. It may it helps you grow. It makes you better. Obviously, there's a right and wrong way to go about it. But when you have an issue with me, I know you have no problem telling. You know that, and yeah. I, I, I love that about you because I would hate it if you kicked that down the road for two weeks and then you blew up over something that didn't matter because, well, you've been hanging on to 10, 15 things, right? Mm-hmm. And same with me. Like, you know, if, if you're doing something that's pissing me off, I'm going to be like, hey, tonight we're going to have a little chat about some stuff, right? Won't embarrass you in front of people. You're not going to embarrass me in front of people. We're not going to have a blow up. Yeah, you know, we don't in really public. go in front of people. <laughs> that's true, but still <laughs> in the car driving home. But usually, like, we'll plan, like, hey, tonight, Clear your schedule, eight o'clock. We got to have some chat, a chat about some stuff. And then we'll kind of sit down and it's, it's almost like we kind of treat it almost like a business meeting where I'm like, okay, here, A, B, C, these are the things that I'm not really appreciating right now. And then a lot of times in all fairness, you're like, okay, well, A, this is what I'm doing. B, this is why I'm doing that. And sometimes I'm like, oh shit, that makes sense. Sorry. Not a big deal. Right. But again, it's talk it's about so it. crazy how often though. When you sit down and like actually have that discussion, that the problem is honestly a misinterpretation. It's not even yeah. a miscommunication. It's like, and I've talked about this in a few other episodes, you guys. So if you want to listen back, I talk about this. And it's like the way that you perceive the world is completely different than the way that everyone else is going to perceive the world because it's based on who you are, what you've learned, how you've grown up, your beliefs you hold about the world, and the way that things are coming into your brain. It has nothing to do with me. So very often these conflicts, it's not even a miscommunication. It's we're misinterpreting it or we're putting our assumption on the other person. So one thing that was interesting, because I know for me, it was a lot about how I presented questions to you in a way that wasn't polite, I guess. (laughs) But for you, I think it was a hard um, thing for you to wrap your head around at the beginning that you felt like you were helping me and doing the right thing by putting everything above yourself. And like, you didn't understand that to me, that's like hurtful. Like, I love it when you put yourself first. Like, it's super attractive to me when you are integral with your goals and like when you are disciplined and when you do what you need to do. I'm like, wow, like, I love that. But not a lot of people are like that. And I think sometimes like you didn't understand sometimes why I put myself first. But it's because like, that's the way that I interpret things is like, I find that really attractive. So when I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, why isn't it attractive? Which I think you'd find attractive too. But like, I think that you have been way better since we've understood this about prioritizing your own needs and your own goals and things that you want to do as well as trying to take care of everyone else in life. Because that's something that you would do is just put everyone above you. Yeah, it took, it honestly took me a long time to wrap my head around that because I was always, it's kind of how I grew up too, right? It's like, you kind of, I don't know, just you kind of put put your kids before your son. I'm not saying you never do that, but obviously like you got to look out for yourself too. If you're if you're unhealthy and unhappy, that's going to translate to your kids. They're going to see that. They're going to be unhealthy and unhappy. And I know sometimes it is frustrating when you have a lot on the go and you're like, I got to get my hour workout in. And it's like, you know, you, you're like, you kind of feel guilty because you're like, I could take that hour and spend time with the kids doing something. But you're like, no, nah, I just got to rip down the basement quick, get my, my hour workout in, and then we can hang out kind of thing, right? But over time, like our kids now, well, the oldest anyway, Austin, he loves working out because mm-hmm. he sees us doing it all the time. He's always asking you questions 11-year-olds don't usually ask, like protein intake and how, you know, what type of squats he needs to do to build this muscle up and that muscle up. And so it's cool that they see it and they, they start 
getting interested in it and want to do it as well, right? But again, like you said, it's you have to you have to put yourself first sometimes, and you have to do the things you need to do to look out for yourself as well. Because if you, if you're not happy and you're not healthy, ultimately your family's not going to be happy or healthy yeah. either. It's a controversial opinion, but I stand by it. It's self first, partner second, kids third. If you're not healthy and happy to a degree, you're not going to be a good fucking partner, and you're sure not going to be a good parent. If you and your partner slash spouse are not happy together and healthy together and providing a healthy, happy household for your kids, they're going to have a shitty life. So you have to prioritize those in order to be the best you for your kids. Yep. People are going to say, no, my kids come first. Well, look where you are. I don't know. Probably not happy. So you should take our advice. All right. So anything else in communication? No, I think I don't think so. Okay. Another big thing for us was having like collective goals together, things that we're working on. And then also having separate goals and supporting each other. And talking about them mm-hmm. often. Like we, we, we talk about it quite a bit. That's but, like all we talk about lately. But it's always good to review. Like even though you're in a relationship, you still need to like consider like your, your finances and everything else separate than that. Like obviously maybe we're a little different because you know you have a business and stuff like that. But we sit down, we try to do it at least quarterly, but we honestly probably talk about it way more than that. But we try to sit down and we talk about like, where's your business? Where's your business going? Where do you see it going? What do you want to do with your business? Whatever, right? Then we look at our money we have together and we talk about, we have a couple rentals right now. Like, what are we doing with our rental properties? What are we looking at doing? Are we looking at investing our money? Are we looking at buying more rentals? So we have all these goals with financials that are common and separate, right? Mm-hmm. And then we also, with with fitness, the same thing. Like right now we've been going to the gym together almost every day. Mm-hmm. We have different goals in the gym, sort of. We don't work out together side by side doing the same workouts, but we try to make a point of like, hey, we'll go to the gym together. So that way we both get our, our workouts yeah. in, right? Which we we enjoy. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and then just like supporting each other. I feel, unfortunately, that a lot of couples kind of can get jealous of each other. And almost like tear the other one down. And again, that's based on so many things. And I wouldn't say, we did a live stream on this in in our client group, but it's not your partner's fault if they're not supporting you per se, because they probably have a lot of their own shit going on in their head. For sure. But it makes a big difference when you feel like that person has your back. And like when you feel like you want to make them proud. Like I truly want to make you proud. Like that's what I care about more even than making myself proud. is like, I want you to be proud of me and I want to achieve things so that you feel that your fiance is successful. Like that's such a good feeling. And like knowing that you support everything is huge. Yeah. And having someone to push you as well. Like if you have common goals, that person's going to be more likely to help push you when you need it. Right. Like as, as this is the most dialed in I've ever been with nutrition and fitness for sure. But I'd be lying if I, if I said some days I you know, I, the motivation's just not there. Some days I, I don't sleep well, some days, whatever. And I just wake up and I'm like, oh man, like I could really just use not going to the gym today. But then but having, I'm going. <laughs> having you there and you're like, well, I'm going so you can stay home by yourself or you can come with me anyway. And it's like, well, okay, I might as well go down. And usually those end up being the best yeah. workouts you get. Right. And the same thing for a couple of weeks ago, I was super busy, forgot the meal prep, didn't have any food available. And that's when I, that's when I start to go off the rails the worst when I don't have food ready to go when I'm hungry. And I just remember I got home from work and I was like, oh man, no food. Like, what am I going to eat? And I had something going on. I had to take off. And you're like, 
give it, I'll cook some food for you. I'll be ready when you get home. So like, that's a huge help for me because if you didn't care about my goals or we didn't have the same goals, you'd be like, just grab whatever you want on the way. Mm -hmm. Right. But having you help me and same thing, obviously I do it for you as well, but same thing, just having someone help you when you need it. It's it's huge when you're, when you're struggling, you don't really have the motivation to want to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's be honest, you cook the majority of our food. You cook all the fish now though. (laughs) Yeah. We have like (laughs) once a month. (laughs) Yeah. But no, you literally cook like 80% of the food we eat. I would say maybe 70. I've been making some good salads. Those salads are (laughs) And good oats. We cook together though. We do. Yeah. I usually like stir the pot. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Yeah, so that's huge. Another thing that we have been doing since, especially since we've been both on a cut, because I feel like usually, actually, it was a funny situation the other night, but usually I'm cutting and you're bulking, or I'm like slightly bulking and you're bulking. (laughs) But the other night, I was having a refeed meal and you were not. And it was, I've literally never had that experience in my life because I'm always the person who's like on the diet. And I'm always the one who's eaten like my Tupperware meal and the other person's eating like pizza or whatever. But the other night I was having my delicious oat bowl, which is still like, it's not that exciting guys. But to me, it's delicious. And you were having like beef and rice, beef and rice, I think, which is still delicious also. But like my meal is like this big refeed dish with like banana and like all this stuff in it. It smells so good. And his was like a basic plate. It was still delicious though. But I've never had that experience before. So... I forgot where I was going with that, but it was a <laughs> it was an interesting experience. Um, since since starting this kind of last little cut together, though, Brendan has been amazing. Like he's been giving me, and I mean, I do this for him too. Another recommendation we have is give each other full body massages. Yeah, like actual massages. I've always been good at massages. Not gonna lie. And when we first met, I, I started giving you them, but. In my defense, I did have my back injury and I literally couldn't put pressure with my body. <laughs> it was brutal. Um, so we stopped doing it, but then we just kind of got complacent. But recently we started doing it again and I didn't even know you had massage skills. Like, I don't know where those came from, but... Uh, that's the first time I've ever given someone... Yeah, massage, but you so. you looked it up, didn't you? I Googled like... Yeah. You did research into it. But yeah, like we literally... I know it sounds cheesy, but like you guys, it's not cheesy. It's freaking phenomenal we literally like set the stage and we have like candles and we dim the light we put massage music on and then we give each other full body massages with massage oil and it's so good we also go for massages regularly because we train really hard but it's actually so cool to give your spouse a massage yeah we started doing it probably about a month ago now yeah we should try we try to do at least once a week or if if it's something happens and we're super busy even just do like 20 minutes half an hour but but it is like obviously there's the the intimacy side of it, but your muscles are fucking sore too. So it actually feels yeah. really good. Like you're, you know, you come home and you're like, man, my calves are killing me today. It's like, all right, well, I'll give you a massage tonight. Lay down and it's amazing. Like or, that is so much better than watching an episode of a TV show. Oh yeah, it's it's good. It's so good. It's awesome. And then also, literally, <laughs> so Brennan is the best. Like he's literally the best fiance, best spouse, best person I could ever meet in my life ever. Like he's so good. I can't even, you're so good. You're so good. Like for Christmas, I didn't talk about this because honestly, I didn't want to sound, I don't know how, but 
for Christmas last year, I literally, we said we weren't getting each other Christmas presents because we were going to California. And he bought me this townhouse that we're sitting in recording this podcast in for my work studio. And I bought him a coffee bean grinder. We use that coffee bean grinder every day. (laughs) We do. It's a good coffee bean grinder. But like, yeah, up to my Christmas game this year. Never again am I trusting you on that. Plus broken there. (laughs) But lately, he's been bringing me a coffee in bed every single morning. And when he's working, he brings me a thermos, Stanley thermos, full of coffee with a little cup so that I can have my hot coffee before I even get out of bed. Puts it right on the nightstand out of the bed. But as little, I'm making a coffee in the morning to go to work anyway. It takes like next to no effort, but I feel like it just makes your day so much better. And then that makes my day better. You always send me a good morning text or a (laughs) quick quick selfie with your coffee. (laughs) And it's just nice. It's, I don't know, it's a nice thing to do and it's not that difficult to do it. I'm already up making a coffee for myself for work anyway. So if it makes your day a little better, and I know you have a ton of work going on, you work so hard. So if I can do so, I don't see you when I'm working. Obviously, I'm, I leave the house at 4 a.m. and I'm not home until 7 p.m. So I don't see you all day. So if I can do one little thing for you just to start your day off right, I think it's worth it. But it actually makes my day so good because the first thing I see is my coffee and the thought of you getting it for me. And it just makes me so happy. Like it actually, actually makes my day every day. I have such a good day because of that. Good. I do. And like on that note, this is a conversation we had a few days days or weeks back as well. It's like, if you're not really happy in your relationship, like don't settle because true happiness totally exists in a relationship. Now, again, everyone's relationship is different. We're not here to judge your relationship or anything like that. But I just know it's so easy to get complacent on both ends of the relationship spectrum. And I mean, the first thing is like, try to, connect more with your partner. Like sometimes they just need like a bit of a nudge in the right direction to really understand how powerful and meaningful like that connection can be when you both like pour energy into it. Right. It honestly doesn't take that much effort. Like it's not a ton of work to put, to put a little bit of time and energy into, into your spouse and like once you start doing it, like you want to do it more because it feels good. It feels good to make the other person happy and make the other person feel good. Yeah. Well, like I said, even just with the bringing you coffee in bed, like in the mornings or whatever, we get up in the morning and then you're like all cheery and (laughs) singing songs and stuff and running around. But then it's like throughout the day, it's like you're more, I don't know, you seem like you, you want to do more things for me even when I don't need it. You're like, oh, let me help you with that. Let me help you with that. And it just kind of goes back and forth that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as well, like not everyone is going to be on the same page. So I can see I would be frustrating if you're trying to pour energy into someone and they're just not receptive because that happens. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That happens. It's, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's different types of personalities and I mean, sometimes it just, you can do whatever you want. And if it's, it's not being reciprocated, you're not going to feel like it's fair or justified to keep putting the energy in. Right. So, I mean, obviously it has to come from, from both sides, but yeah. But again, don't settle for a mediocre relationship because we're telling you right now that an astronomically amazing one can exist because we have it. Oh yeah, what we have is absolutely incredible. It is. So don't be afraid and you will do your partner a service if you leave them because you're unhappy and it's not fulfilling because they probably have a better match out there somewhere and they will be thankful to you in the long run 
It's better for both of you, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. doesn't matter if you have kids or not. It's going to be better for everyone if you're either on your own and thriving on your own or find a partner that you can actually grow and love and be happy and fulfilled with. Yeah, your your kids see that too. Like you're saying, right? Your kids can see how happy or unhappy you are. and They're either going to want to... What was that saying? Oh, yeah. Your, your kids are either going to want a relationship like yours or not at all like yours yep. or something like that. And I'm like, that's so true. Exactly. So don't you want to be the people who they want to be like? And then I guess finally, the last kind of strategy we use to keep strengthening our relationship is just enjoying each other's company. Like we don't hang out with a lot of people ever, but I don't feel like we're missing out at all because I love hanging out with you. Like I would pick hanging out with you over hanging out with anyone ever. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we've found that work works well for us that we we do that we enjoy of, whether it's just you and I, or if it's, we have the kids with us and we have games nights or we'll go for a drive and do some stuff, whatever it is. But yeah, we, we have a ton of stuff that we do that works for us. I mean, it might not work for everyone, but for us, we're not, we're not big in the partying and big in the, you know, being at big social events and stuff. So. For us, we've we've learned uh, things that work for us when it's just you and I, and we get to do some things where we can, like you said, one, we can either hang out and we watch a hockey game together, watch a movie together, or we'll just sit down and play cards together. Or sometimes we'll just literally sit there and just talk, mm-hmm. right? But we try and do do as much stuff together if we can. Yeah. We don't really watch movies. No, we haven't watched we've a movie. Never. We've long. never gone to a movie together. Never been in a theater together. No, either. I don't care to. I hate movies. But yeah, I'd say those are those are our main strategies. I mean, to sum it up, like communication, interpretation, and and listening to your partner to actually understand them and not to just defend your own position. I feel like that, in my opinion, that's more of a female thing to do. Yeah. I know a lot of females who've done that. I used to do that. Is like I wouldn't even want to hear their perspective. I would just care about like my own perspective being right. And the thing is, is that doesn't mean that they can't be wrong, but it's not going to help me if I'm just like, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Like, this is why I'm right. This is why I'm right. Like, it's going to come up again. So I might as well try to understand like where you're coming from and why you're coming from it. And I don't have to agree with it, but we do have to figure out a solution. Yeah. And then fitness too. Like, even if you're not into the gym, like we are, just be active, like play sports, go for hikes, go for walks, go for bike rides. That's something else we do a lot of because it's it's like a different connection when you're being active with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And even if, going back to what we talked about earlier, even, even if you're not into fitness, but your spouse is, like it, it takes a lot of dedication to keep mm-hmm. keep doing it and keep going. So just hype them up. Just be there for them, help them out. Yeah. Don't be a, don't be a douche about it, right? Like it takes a lot of effort to keep to keep on track and be be proud of them for doing it. Don't look at it as a negative thing. There's all a hell of a lot of fucking worse things they could be doing with their time. So. And there's a lot of people out there that are going to try to tear them down anyway. So why be one of those? Why not be one of the select few that's actually going to hype them up? Absolutely. And same thing with, with nutrition. Like if your spouse is making the choice to eat on a healthy, clean meal plan and you don't want to, that's fine. It's up to them. It's not your problem if they eat things they're not supposed to or whatever the case. But like don't make them feel bad about trying to better themselves. I've, I've seen that a lot. I hear that a lot too with clients. And just, and I see it, you see it people, because it's not the normal thing to do. The normal thing to do is to go get a burger, go to McDonald's, whatever. 
But if you're eating out of a Tupperware container, you're suddenly the odd one out and what's wrong with you? And why don't you eat real food? Like, don't be that person, man. And if you see someone being that person who's fitness shaming or whatever you want to call it, like stand up for the person. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot cooler. That's another thing. Like the most sexy thing in the world, literally, like the hottest thing to me is when you are on track and everyone else is doing stupid shit. Like I find it so unattractive when all the guys are like drinking beer for no reason, for no reason. Like if you're having a barbecue or whatever, cool. But if you're just sitting in a hall having a beer for no reason, like to me, that's gross. I'm not into it. If you're eating burgers at McDonald's for no reason, gross. If you're having a treat meal and it's something, some event, okay, cool. I'm not a crazy food restriction person, but like, it's so attractive to see you or anyone like stay true to their goals. Yep. Any other thoughts to wrap it up? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. I think the only, the best advice I can give to any guys listening is lots of coffee in the morning leads to lots of sex at night. I can tell you that. (laughs) And get rid of the TV. Yep, absolutely. For real, like our sleep has been so good too. Until the playoffs come on. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll watch a little but that, bit. But that doesn't go that late at night. No, exactly. I don't think. But anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you got value, please let me know. I'd love to see who is listening. You can find me on Instagram at Nifina, K-N-I-F-I-N-A. And we'll see you in the next episode. Later. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nifina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 